We begin this program with the reading of the American's Creed. I believe in the United States of America as a government of the people, by the people, for the people, whose just powers are derived from the consent of the governed, a democracy in a republic, a sovereign nation of many sovereign states, a perfect union, one and inseparable, established upon those principles of freedom, equality, justice, and humanity, for which American patriots sacrificed their lives and fortunes. I therefore believe it is my duty to my country to love it, to support its constitution, to obey its laws, to respect its flag, and to defend it against all enemies. Many people do not know the American's Creed. I didn't know the American's Creed either until I joined the Daughters of the American Revolution. We recite this creed at every meeting. Many people are aware of certain names that became famous during the Revolutionary War, like Major General Nathaniel Green. He became a Major General of the Continental Army in the American Revolutionary War. He emerged from the war with a great reputation as General George Washington's most exceptional and dependable officer and is known for his successful command in the Southern Theater of the War. Most who were patriots of the American Revolution were never famous and are obscure or unknown. John McCoy of North Carolina is one such patriot. It remains unknown where John was born around 1745-1750. He is known to have been active in Johnston County, North Carolina. Records located show on the 16th of December, 1780, John sold 300 acres of land to John Page. Crazy thing is, John had recently purchased those 300 acres from Jacob Farrell. On the 8th of January, 1781, John McCoy wrote out his will. In the will, he gave all his land to his son John and then wanted the rest of his estate sold and the money divided between his wife and children. Aaron Vinson was named his executor. John's connection with Aaron Vinson is only known as a trusting friendship. In the November 1781 Johnston County Court, John had given cows and calves to his wife, Delia. Once everything was settled, he would have kissed his wife and children goodbye, and most likely with much emotion from all, John went off with the newly reestablished regiment. On the 4th of May, 1781, John had enlisted in the 1st North Carolina Regiment as a private under Captain Robert Rayford. The year before, this regiment had surrendered 278 men to the British Army at the fall of Charlestown, South Carolina. The regiment was reconstituted with new enlistments by July of 1781, and this 1st North Carolina Regiment became part of the North Carolina Brigade. 
As more men were recruited, they were assembled and marched southward, usually with no uniforms and with no arms or ammunition. They were being hastily sent to South Carolina to support General Nathaniel Green. September 8th dawned fair and intensely hot, but the Patriots, on short supplies and with little rest, advanced in the early morning light toward Utah Springs, South Carolina. As the Patriots approached, the surprised British left their uneaten breakfast and quickly drew lines of battle across the road in a heavily wooded area. Behind them, in cleared fields, stood a large brick home with a high-walled garden. The woods and waters of Utah Creek were to the north. Heavy gunfire soon popped and roared through the shady woods. At first, the center of the Patriot line caved in, but while opposing flanks were fighting separate battles, Major General Green restored the center with the North Carolina Continentals. During this one battle, the Patriots had 2,200 regulars and militiamen go into battle. The Patriots deployed the infantry in two lines, militia in front of the regulars. Lieutenant Colonel John Baptist Ash led the 1st North Carolina Regiment, of which John McCoy was a soldier, into the Battle of Utah Springs on the second line behind Marion's South Carolina Militia. After more than four hours of intensive battle, under a merciless sun, both armies had had enough. The result of the battle was a tactical British victory and a strategic American victory. Casualties were extremely high. It was said blood ran ankle deep in places, and the scattered area of dead and dying was heartbreaking. During the battle, 579 Americans and 882 British were killed, wounded, or captured. John McCoy was just one unknown patriot who fought for America and lost his life during the process. The 3rd of August, 1784. Aaron Vinson had turned into the court the account of the estate. By May 1791, the estate of John McCoy was still not settled. Alexander Avery wrote a letter stating that John was killed in battle and that his daughter Delilah, who was by then the wife of Edmund Tomlinson, was the only heir and she had died in 1809, leaving five minor children. No one knows what happened to John's son that he had spoken about in his will. The 30th of May, 1820, the heirs of John McCoy received his claim for land for his service during the war, which was 640 acres. As John's daughter Delilah was deceased, it was her children, no longer minors, who took possession of this claim. They turned around almost immediately and sold it to a gentleman by the name of Calvin Jones. There are so many names in different historic societies' databases that were a part of the American Revolution in some way. Many obscure men and women like John McCoy who are never remembered. These unknown patriots are the backbone of American history and the names that the organizations like the Daughters of the American Revolution, 
are trying to commemorate, preserve, and honor for their participation in the establishment of this great republic. Thank you for joining the Smith Bryan Chapter DAR and taking a glimpse of what people would consider an unknown patriot of the American Revolution.